So for those of you who've been listeners to the podcast for a while, uh, you will know that I used to do regular interviews every single week on a Friday, chatting to different businesses around the world, finding out how they run their business, how they use social media and so on and so forth. So recently I decided I wanted to bring this back. I want to talk to as many businesses as possible, other marketing agencies, people who do something completely different to what I do, find out how they use social media in their business, but I'll just sort of find out about them what it is they do, how they help the world and give value. So this is the first interview back and I'm chatting to someone really, really interesting. So let me introduce him. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints and great content ideas. So joining us on the Social Media Podcast today then uh, for a bit of a chinwag is Ryan. Am I saying your surname right? Naras or Nairus? It's Naris, that's great. Naris, great stuff. Uh, so, hi, Ryan, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk to you. Uh, awesome, me too. This is um, going to be an interesting one because you've got quite an interesting business. I've, I've taken a brief look, but as you know, I like to just chat and find out about a person. So give us give us your business pitch. If you go networking or something like that, maybe to something like B&I, uh, which I know they have in America as well, uh, how would you pitch your business? What is it you do? I provide safe and clean, affordable housing to the working class. Awesome. And, and you don't just sit in baths shouting Eureka like Archimedes, because that's the name of your company, isn't it? I don't. And I'm impressed because you were the first person to actually volunteer that information instead of me having to explain that. So so that is impressive that you actually know who Archimedes is. <laughs> I know all about water displacement. I did physics at A-level. Um, so what, That's what, awesome. Where did you come up with the name Archimedes then? Was it just literally a, oh wow, this is what I should be doing Eureka kind of moment, or was there something else behind it? So if you're to ask my business partner, because I have 50-50 business partners with Ian, yeah. he would tell you that as you know, being from physics background, Archimedes was with the lever. And obviously in real estate, leverage is a, a crucial tool to our, our industry. So that's where Archimedes came from. But if you were to ask me, the class clown of the group, I would say because he got in the bathtub, the water went out, and then he ran up and down naked screaming in the streets, Eureka. So <laughs> I, that's my silly answer to, to that question. And that doesn't mean you like to run naked up and down the streets, though, of course. That doesn't, but hey, sometimes <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. Um, okay, so we want to go right back to the beginning a little bit then, because yeah. obviously we know what it is that you do now. You provide affordable housing. But how did you get to where you are right now? How did you end up doing what you do? Four things. Learning, networking, self-assessment, and sacrificing. Okay. And you have, to, you have to learn. You have to read books. You have to listen to podcasts. You have to watch videos. You have to go to – you don't necessarily have to go to events, but they're helpful. You have to network. It's all, like they say, it's all, it's all about who you know. Absolutely. And that is true. And, and most folks don't put the time in – to reaching out to other people because it's tough to get rejected. I don't like when I reach out to someone and they don't respond or they tell me I'm not good enough to get on the phone with them. Absolutely. I don't like that either. Yeah, that's horrible. You have, to, you have to go through that process. And what you find is the, the more success you achieve, the more folks will pay attention to you. So mm -hmm. it snowballs with time. And then you have to be self-aware. And you can't sit back and say, oh, I know myself. I know, I know me. 
I will I will remind you you probably don't know you and I'll give you a silly example of this too. So I was never a coffee drinker in my life until my late 20s when my wife said, "Why don't you drink coffee? You love porters and stouts. You're a huge Guinness fan. You like bitter flavors. I bet you would take to coffee." And I said I think you're crazy. I've tasted it. I hate it, but I'll play by your. But I'll play your game. Simon, within a week, I was drinking coffee with nothing in it. No cream, no sugar, no nothing. You see, you've, reco- oh, you've recovered it. it there. You've recovered it there because I'm a massive coffee fan. And if you said you didn't like coffee, we could have just ended the interview right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love. And hey, now that we both have a newborn. We both are love coffee even more. Oh, right I, now. I I just eat the granules. That's, that's as good. Oh as- my gosh, maybe that's next for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's a that's a really important part of it. Understanding who you are and the reason I say that is because I looked at over a hundred businesses before I settled on what I do now. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have a really clear sense of who I was as a person and what I would truly enjoy, I would never have found it. Would never I would never have found the clarity and purpose in what I do and how it fits with with who I am if I didn't know truly fundamentally and was continually asking who am I at, at my core. Yeah. And so so what was it that drew you towards the actual what you do now, that the housing? Was it was it something from your past or was it something that just basically just leapt out at you or it was definitely something from my past. So it was twofold. It was professional and it was charitable. Okay. So at a young age, at a young age, I was diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactive disorder. And I wasn't one of those overdiagnosed kids. I needed help. I had a bona fide learning disability. And I was fortunate enough to have parents who had the the patience and the money to make sure I got my education and I got the treatment necessary so I could overcome my learning disability. And so I was for I will forever be grateful to my parents because and not just because they're my parents and they sacrificed for me, but also because growing up, I did charity work for a what we called the Echo Club, okay. and we went out and tutored underprivileged kids. And I met a little girl who was very smart, but it was very obvious no one was paying attention to her. And in just an hour, we made leaps and bounds in her ability to do algebra. And in that moment, I realized if this little girl, this little girl is like me growing up, but she didn't have parents with the money or the patience to make sure she was getting her education. Yeah, so yeah. on the one hand, I want to help little girls like that and little boys like that get their education despite, you know, I, I had the fortune of being born in the right family, which is out of my control. But what I can do is help others get in better situations through affordable housing. And then also, as a former salesperson and a former MBA and just someone with a passion for real estate, I was able to merge my skills professionally with my charitable goals all into one. So again, it all comes back to knowing yourself and what you would truly enjoy. So then when I I found the opportunity, it was a no-brainer. And becomes hugely gratifying, I'm sure, as well. Oh, I, I, I got to tell you, I may sound chipper in a good mood right now. I, uh, I am not. I have had an awful day in terms of trying to figure out taxes and health insurance and all of this other stuff. 
it's a mess in the United States. Health insurance is, by the way, especially yeah. if you start your own company. Because uh, my wife is leaving her job to, oh, blimey. Okay. to 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 basically join the team, so to speak, and it's it's just a mess. And 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 even still, I I just telling a story like that and reminding myself of why I'm doing what I'm do why why I do what I do just makes even the worst days so much better. Good, good, excellent. So obviously, the business has been around a while. The, the everybody who runs a business knows. It's not easy. It's difficult. It's got right. its hard times. So let's go back to some of those. Have, have there been many hard times? How have you got through those? And, and I know for me personally, we have had financial times where it's been like, oh, crap, we're, we haven't got enough money coming in to pay this or pay that. So we're going to have to do something on the side to, to make a bit of extra money. Have you had that kind of times with the business as well? Absolutely. And you are always going to have that. You know, you, you are you're always going to have a time where you're like, how do we pay this bill? Um, you're always going to, you know, maybe not the, throughout your whole entire career, but especially when you start out, you're going to have to put a lot of your own money into it, and you're going to have to take a lot of losses. I mean, a lot sometimes heavy, heavy losses. We we installed a lift station, which basically said when when your your property has a an angle a, a downgrade issue. Uh, in terms of sewage, you need a pump to to push it back up, right. and we installed the wrong one, and so we ended up having to we burned one out, and we had to spend another five thousand dollars USD Ouch. replacing one, and 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 we take losses like that all the time. I mean, it's just nonstop. And I'll get back to what I said earlier about being self aware and finding meaning and purpose, and and having something that you know that no matter how brutal your day was you have something going this is why i do this because it's non-stop i mean even when you get to the point where i am four years and change into it now i know that i i can step away so for example i stepped away for about a month month and a half when my son was born awesome Love i that. can do that comfortably now which is great and not have to worry about bills but that doesn't mean i get calls with bad news all the time because it just ha- it's just entrepreneurship yeah you have random things that'll come out of nowhere Absolutely. So the parks have been around for four years and change, and the things have been going great. So, so what is next for the group? Where, where are you looking to try and take it? Are you looking at perhaps trying to take on the likes of IKEA and their flat pack homes that they're looking at doing, where they've got a small footprint but they're making the most of the space, or are you just looking at constantly growing more and more parks, or what kind of stuff are you looking to do? So I'm looking. At, there's a lot of things I really want to do. I at the moment I want to acquire more properties and i want to just be very 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 good at what i do right now i don't want to be a uh, like they say a a jack of all trades master of none i would rather laser focus in on my industry specifically and and you're right there are a lot of interesting things coming to the space from tiny homes to 3d printing homes there's a lot of kind of sexy things potential disruptors within the affordable the affordable space the thing is i don't want to be subject to i don't want to chase uh, something that's possibly ephemeral that's going to be gone that's a fad that's going to be gone or isn't proves unstable or unscalable i want to get really really good at what i do and the, the mobile home park space in the united states of america is interesting because they aren't developing new ones there were i think less than five last year in the entire united states wow. that were developed in fact there are more that were redeveloped and rezoned out of mobile home parks so in other words it's shrinking so my my goal right now is to gobble up as many as i can get and and 
pump my residence full of value. I do yeah. things like I pay for college applications. Wow. I've done free food giveaways. I, I started a partial scholarship so so kids can go to university. Uh, and I, I do Bible studies. We've done Zumba classes. We, we are constantly looking for ways to give to these people in these communities because, like I said earlier, it was not in their control where they were born, but it is in their control what they do after being born. And if I can create an environment for them that makes it easier for them to lift themselves out of their situation, I sign me up. I want to do that. And what's brilliant there is I use the all-important word for me, which is community. Yes. Absolutely. And so that kind of brings me into what the podcast is generally about, which is social media, of course. Correct. Um, and social media is all about, for me, is all about being social and creating a community. So, so what part does social media play in your business? It is absolutely crucial to my business from two standpoints. One from the Archimedes Group corporate standpoint and one for property specific. So from <clears throat> the Archimedes Group corporate standpoint, we are putting out videos and a podcast and blogs about how you can purchase and operate mobile home parks efficiently. So that way I'm trying to help other people get into the space yeah. for a whole slew of reasons. Probably my biggest reason is I want to encourage good people, good wannabe small-time entrepreneurs to get into the industry because I know they will treat people right. Yeah. Whereas big companies that raise billions of dollars are just looking to hire a third-party management company. And as long as the IRRs look good, and the money's coming in, they're they're not going to think twice about the residents. No. They just aren't. So no. I want to help good people get into this space. And we do LinkedIn videos. We do LinkedIn posts. We have our own blog. Like I said, my own podcast. And the reason, and I don't sell anything. I'm literally just trying to help people get into the space. So that is a huge portion of my business in in the in terms of networking yeah. and helping others. Um, cause what's in it for me, right? Well, I'll tell you what's in it for me. Not only am I helping other people get into the business for the tenant's sake, so I feel good and as part of my charitable cause, but also, like I mentioned earlier, networking is huge. It's all about who you know. Well, if I give a whole lot of people a whole bunch of free value, maybe 99 of those hundred people will just absorb my content and never reach out or maybe reach out, but never be able to help me. But one out of a hundred will be a game changer. So from that standpoint, it makes sense for me to basically give away all my secrets for free and not expect anything in return. Absolutely. But from the from the property specific standpoint, it is the lifeblood of my properties because you have you have from the poorest of the poor to the richest of the rich use the internet. So you need to make sure you have SEO, you need to make sure you have a Facebook page for your property. You need to make sure you're using Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, even Instagram and yeah. Twitter occasionally can come into play. When and and even things like Zillow, which isn't really social media, but it's it's another online entity. There are ways that you can market. So yeah, you you need to do word of mouth marketing, but everybody has a Facebook, which is insane to me. Yeah, yeah. everybody has a Facebook, so you need to fundamentally understand how to post ads, to follow up and manage with ads, 
with these ads. And, and it is so hard to find someone to outsource it to. And I'm glad because that's taught me how to do it because it's out of necessity. I, I can't outsource it. Hmm. Yeah, you understand your business better than anybody else. And I care about it more than anyone else yeah. will too, Absolutely. which is important. Of course, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that you hear quite a lot is people bring somebody in and, and they're like, well, how do they make them care about the business as much? And it's, well, you either give them half of the business or they're never going to give a shit about your business. They're, <laughs> they're, they're there to take the paycheck. So, so yeah. So what kind of stuff do you do on social media? You, you've mentioned videos. Do you do case studies? Do you do, you do much reaching out to other investors and people like that? I mean, because obviously what you do could be taken on a worldwide scale. That, that information, that value that you can give could be taken to the slums of New Delhi or uh, places like Brazil and all those kind of places where they could make better homes for people rather than li- living in dr- drug districts or sleeping on a train station. Have you done that kind of thing yet? Or is that something you may be looking to do in the future? That's definitely a future thing because I'm still trying to to scale it beyond just my niche knowledge right Right, so i'm i've gotten really good with mobile home parks in the properties themselves within the united states of america so i'm sure my lessons would scale to other disciplines in other countries but right now again i want to get really 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 good with what i do and then and then scale from there but to your point yes absolutely we've done case studies we've done we've got videos of of juxtapositions between rundown homes and, and new homes and basically strategies to fix them up. We've done interviews with some big people in the industry. We've co-written things with folks. We've, we've, we try to engage with other investors and other owners and other folks wanting to get into the industry, uh, not only from a, a content standpoint, but just to get them on the phone and talk to them and see how we can help and vice versa. So yeah. all of the above. So- just for example, right now, somebody's listening to this podcast and going, you know what, I want to be part of this. Can they join you guys at the Archimedes Group and maybe invest in your next project? Or do you suggest that they try and find a group of investors and go after something? How, how would they kind of go about it? So all of the above. Now, securities law in the United States is tricky, so I do not have a fund nor do I am I actively looking to raise money, but mm-hmm. what I do is I do joint ventures right now. So yeah. in other words, if you're interested in, in doing a deal with me, what we would do is do a joint venture. So in other words, you wouldn't just park your money and never think about it. You would be active with me in some way, shape, or form, which I'm open to. And then in the future, I'm, I will probably set up a fund or some type of limited partnership for an individual or a couple individuals. But you never know. I think really what's more relevant right now is I want to talk to you. I, I don't care if you're a custodian, a low-level custodian in the middle of nowhere who will never buy anything ever, yeah. or you're the CEO of a major company. There are some the, some of the most valuable <clears throat> lessons I have ever learned have been from folks who will never buy any real estate ever. Yeah, and 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 even so, I've spoken with a few CEOs of some major companies before, and they've got great lessons. Don't get me wrong, but. You never know what you're going to learn and from whom. You never know what somebody knows. You never do, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
Awesome. Ryan, it has been an absolute pleasure to chat with you, and we've covered so much in such a short space of time, but it's yeah. been absolutely awesome. I have thoroughly enjoyed it, and please keep doing your podcast. It is very fun. I really enjoy it. I'm glad you enjoy it. So, for anybody out there who is listening and wants to get in touch, how can they find you? Where can they find you on social media? That kind of stuff. Really easy to find me. I'm the only Archimedes group right now. I don't blame you if you can't spell that because it is very, <laughs> I probably should have picked a different name. But you can literally just find me on LinkedIn or just straight Google my name. It's R Y A N Ryan, and my last name is Naris. It's spelled N A R U S, N like Nancy. Uh, just I'm the first thing that shows up on Google because I'm pretty sure I'm the only person named Ryan Naris in the world. Could be wrong, but you easy to find. All my contact information on, is on LinkedIn and on my website. I don't care where you are in the world. I would love to, to meet you. Awesome. And I will put all your details in the description of this podcast anyway, so everybody can go and find you wherever they, they need to on the social media platform of choice. Well, thank you again for having me. It has been an honor. Thank you so much, Ryan. Take care and uh, good luck in the future. Thank you. You too. This was a Perception Studios production.